This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. Welcome to Monday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. We are almost to the finish line. The runoff election for Chicago mayor is tomorrow. And naturally, the two candidates spent the weekend courting voters. My colleague Michael Puente is reporting that Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson started their day yesterday visiting churches to greet people worshiping on Palm Sunday. Then later in the day, Johnson met with canvassers on the South Side. He says he's still trying to connect with voters who may be undecided given what he calls the, quote, economic hopelessness folks in the city are feeling right now. No one should be too poor to live in one of the richest cities, in one of the wealthiest countries, at the richest time in the history of the world. There's more than enough for everyone in this city, you all. And that's what this moment is about. Vallis stopped at New Life Covenant Church on the South Side with former Illinois Secretary of State Jesse White, who endorsed him. And then later, Vallis stood with former Illinois Governor Pat Quinn, former Congressman Bobby Rush, and a few others at Ann Sather Restaurant on the North Side. Vallis pushed back once again on Johnson's claims that he's a closet Republican with extremist views like opposing abortion rights. Those are his only issues. He doesn't want to talk about public safety. He doesn't want to talk about his obvious statements on defunding the cops. So he clearly is trying to duck the issues or the fact that he's never managed anything in his life. A recent poll shows that candidates are just about neck and neck at the moment. Now, if you haven't voted yet and you plan to, you might want to go ahead and get it over with today. Block Club is reporting that election officials are worried about the weather tomorrow. They're saying severe weather, including wind, hail, and maybe even more tornadoes, might hit on Election Day. So you can go to any of the city's 50 early voting sites to cast your ballot. And if you're one of those voters who haven't yet turned in your vote-by-mail ballot, they have to be postmarked or placed in a drop box by tomorrow, or they won't be counted. I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but there was a tornado in downstate Illinois on Friday, and people spent the weekend recovering. The tornado killed at least three people and injured way more, and as tornadoes do, it caused a lot of damage. Crawford County, near the Indiana state line, was one of the areas that was affected. The county airport took a direct hit, and planes were thrown across farmland in the area. Bill Burke is the county board chairman. To live it and actually be right beside it and be trying to work in the middle of it, I've never, ever in my life seen anything like it. Like I said, it looked like a war zone. The storm leveled at least 25 homes and destroyed a building at Lincoln Trail College in Robinson. But the tornado did miss a huge marathon refinery. Governor J.B. Pritzker made stops across the state this weekend to survey what damage was caused. Yesterday, he was in Belvedere, about 70 miles northwest of Chicago. The roof on the Apollo Theater there collapsed during a concert. 40 people were injured and one person was killed. Here's the mayor of Belvedere, Clint Morris, as he mourned all the victims. Our community is heartbroken. Our thoughts and prayers continue for Fred Livingston, his families, his loved ones, and all those injured at this tragedy. 
Pritzker praised emergency responders, concert attendees, and folks who freed people that were trapped under the rubble. I think it's just incredibly impressive, frankly, and the mayor said it best, you know, this is a strong community and it showed up for each other on Friday night. Pritzker also issued a disaster proclamation for Boone, DuPage, and other counties to unlock state aid. This past Friday, March 31st, was International Transgender Day of Visibility. And in the Windy City, members of the transgender community gathered Friday night for the second annual Chicago Trans Visibility Pageant. The event was at an art center in Austin, and the celebration came as many trans people are sensing growing hostility. Conservative states restricting trans athletes or banning gender-affirming medical care for minors who are trans. Zahara Bassett is the director of Life is Work, which is a nonprofit that provides social services for trans people on the West Side. We look at the country that we live in now. None of my ancestors were sitting at the table to put these laws and restrictions and things in place. We have to be able to be at the table. We have to be able to say, pull back, reform, and re-strategize, and let's move forward in a better way, a more fair, equitable way. Eight contestants took part in the Trans Visibility Pageant, which featured evening gowns and singing. And now for a few quick hits. Faculty at Chicago State University on the far south side have been negotiating for nearly a year, but they still haven't reached a contract agreement. So they're set to go on strike today. Faculty union representatives say members and university administrators are still far apart on workload and compensation. Chicago State is Illinois' only majority black public university, and data from the State Higher Education Board showed their professors are the lowest paid in the state. Democrats in Illinois are getting ready to draw districts for Chicago's new elected school board, and they're asking for public input on how they do it. They're going to host five public hearings this month, and the first one is this Wednesday, April 5th, at Westinghouse College Prep on the west side. Lawmakers have until July 1st to draw the district boundaries. As for the weather, it's going to be rainy for the next few days, starting later in the afternoon, early evening today. The high is going up to the low 50s, and as I mentioned, thunderstorms are likely Tuesday and Wednesday. And that's it for now. Later today, there are over 100 crisis pregnancy centers in Illinois. Some lawmakers say many of these centers use deceptive tactics to steer patients away from abortion care. My colleague Mawa Iqbal looked into this, and I'll talk to her about what these centers are supposed to do versus what they actually do, and some legislation that would hold them more accountable. That's coming up at 2 o'clock on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. 